When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We may be taking a break from the Leafs podcast. Well, we'll do at least one more, guys. But we're back doing the Blue Jays. I'm here with David Morissuti and Jake Middleton. Guys, how's everybody doing? I'm doing pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, Chris. So we're just about to enter the All-Star break here for the Blue Jays. They've been red hot as of late. Three or four from the Tigers this weekend. Ten of the last 13. Eight of the last 10 at home. They're entering the All-Star break with a 51-40 and record. Tied for a wild-card spot with the Red Sox. Two games back at the Orioles. I mean, it started off kind of slow for the Jays, but now I think they're starting to play where we expect them to. Would that be fair to say, guys? Yeah, I mean, for all those people, all those bandwagon fans that said uh, it was, it was the season was over and 20 games in, looks like they're back on the bandwagon. Oh yeah, that, that's definitely for sure. Especially people complaining about Tulo getting off to a slow start. So the starting pitching was actually really good, but the bullpen wasn't doing well. Like you, twenty games in in the MLB is like nothing. It's like the first like ten games of an NHL season, if I, that. I know the amount of people that overreact to that is absurd. Well, I think John Gibbons uh, said I it follow, best. Then, right? I follow Mike Wilner, and I think he's the best uh, to describe the the fan base or the bandwagon fan base because he, he listens to them every night. That's why. I I know. I know that's the only part that I see. So I mean, I respect him for that. But like, I may I'm not glad he did that. So those people are eating crow now. I may not always agree with what Mike Wilner says. But I have a good appreciation of what that guy has to put up with every single night. Like yeah, a lot of a lot of silly people with if, some not so intelligent opinions. I, unfortunately, if anyone who is a caller on the mic on the on the Blue Jays talk that has listened to this, but if you want great great entertainment and you have nothing else better to do with your life, listen to Blue Jays talk after a Jays game, and you will not <laughs> be disappointed. Well, I th- I actually have to listen to one. I don't think I've ever heard one. I don't think I've ever heard his voice. I feel oh, like I have. But really? No, you I definitely have. He's, he's done that. some stuff on, on TV and on radio, so you've yeah. probably have heard him. He's been on Sportsnet a few I, times. I don't know how the coverage is down in the States. I know sometimes you have to pick up a game up here, but he he, he does he does do radio for Howarth, and once in a while he'll get on TV. Yeah, with Sportsnet he will. Well, when you look at the Jays right now, five guys that are going to be in the All-Star game. Four, really, because Marco Estrada's backing out. 
Um, obviously, his back is an issue, but you got Josh Donaldson, Edwin Encarnacion, Michael Saunders, who's voted in, and Aaron Sanchez is going to replace Danny Salazar. So that brings a total to five Jays. Did you guys think that there was going to be that many Blue Jays when the season started? I thought maybe you know you get three guys, but to see five is kind of a bit surprising. It's not the it's not the guys I expected, other than Donaldson. I mean, I expected and Edwin. I yeah, expected. I thought Edwin too. Yeah, okay, maybe yeah, Edwin too. Um, because he was he didn't go last year. It was just. Uh, it was just uh, Donaldson, if I'm not wrong, from the Jays. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I was expecting like Osuna, really Donaldson, and Encarnacion, just based on what how the All Star game has been in the past, where managers are really looking for that shutdown in the eighth and ninth inning. That's why I thought Osuna. I mean, and then Edwin, you can't like his his bad. You can't leave out of there. Oh, he's been killing. It. He's got 80 ribbies. And then Donaldson over at third. I mean, it's going to be Machado starting, but it wouldn't surprise me if Donaldson gets in there at some point of the game. Well, Machado's got to decide, too. Great call call by the fans there, by the way, Uh, having Manny Machado, who's a great player in his own right, starting, but over Josh Donaldson, though. Just seems ridiculous now. Well, Machado's got to decide if he's Considering how well Donaldson's playing now. That is true. But who's the the shortstop that was picked? Who's the, who else is the who's the other option over uh, Donaldson? Well, it's Alexander Bogarts, who's pretty much his flat-out stud this year. Yeah, so yeah, okay, he's a stud. Yeah, but that's the thing for Machado, right? Is he's kind of dual eligible for position, so yeah, it kind of hurts JD's stock a bit. But but, but considering the stat I read on Donaldson with uh, how he's the sixth player ever, ever to have twenty home runs and eighty runs Before the by All-Star the All Star game, yep. and the guys on that list are A Rod, Frank Thomas. Um, Ted Williams, Lou yeah, Gehrig, Ted. and I believe um, Donaldson. the guy on the Red Sox. Oh, yeah, Donaldson, yeah, so that's yeah, six. That's right? six, yeah. That's six. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I mean, if you want to project another one, we could try and guess one, but... <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. But I, I would say those are all Hall of Famers, no? Yeah. 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 No, I think so. I mean, I, it... I think we're... Uh, maybe A-Rod doesn't get it, but... I don't know. I still think A Rod gets it, the, even with all the stuff that's going on around him. It'll take him. him a while. It's gonna take him a while. Yeah, it's definitely. It's gonna be like him and uh, Barry Bonds. It's gonna do, take some time. Yeah, that's because not on a talent uh, perspective at all. That's that's literally only based on steroids. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about Michael Saunders, guys? He went from on the verge of being traded, thanks to a physical he wasn't, to now an All Star. I mean, we were looking like Jay Bruce was gonna come here. Saunders was on his way out, and now this guy has literally became kind of like a benchmark for the Blue Jays out there in left field. Like, they need him now. My, my one question is, would all this be like this if Saunders was not Canadian? What? He's just uh, playing really know. well. I know he's playing really he well. Be a Blue Jays player? Yeah, he is a good player, but I'm just saying a lot of people have this connection to him because he's a, he's a Canadian, just like they did with Brett Laurie. Yeah, well, Larry, I, I think was like, also because he's a really good player and he plays on the Blue Jays. I mean, yeah. you yeah. saw you saw the power of our fan base. Oh, we yeah, <laughs> not just the fan base, just the country. Well, the Jays are leading in attendance right now amongst American League East teams, so that tells you all, to, all you got to know about people showing up. Yeah, like, and, and I know the Jays were doing really well last summer, back July, August, September. This is now they've been selling on most of the games. Since the start of the season, it's pretty close. They're getting like thirty-five thousand to thirty-eight thousand a night. Well, I went to the I went to the game uh, when Strowman pitched against Kansas City. There was thirty. They announced thirty-nine thousand on a Wednesday night. Damn, I was there last that's, Sunday and it was forty. Uh, that is 000? Yankees early two thousand numbers. Yeah. yeah. 
No, so Rogers has no reason why they can't spend money next year. As long as they, they'll think uh, of the reason, don't worry. To circle back to Josh Donaldson, though, when you compare him to everybody else in the league, I think uh, obviously we heard the stat earlier about he's a sixth player in MLB history to do twenty homers and eighty ribbies before the All Star break. But you look at his body of work here: three hundred four batting average, four eighteen OBP, like over a thousand OPS, twenty three homers, sixty three ribbies, two hundred and one total bases, five point four WAR. Is he not the leading guy for the AL MVP at the All-Star break right now? Who else would be better than him? That's my question. I think just Mike Trout. I mean, Mike Trout, but his team isn't anywhere close to the playoffs. And this is obviously a reward for for not most valuable to your team, but most valuable player on what I think is the best team. Well, you you look at the whole term most valuable player. He's valuable because he's he leads the team in many categories. His play he also leads every a night. really good team too. Yeah. Does yeah. he benefit? Does he benefit from the roster? Of course. But oh, but he's hit, like you looked at when this team wasn't doing well. They were, the offense was not doing well. That he was actually struggling as well at that time. Not many people were talking about because he was still playing really well at third. He had that injury at the start of the season that kind of kept him back a bit. But once he started picking up that bat and really started to swing like Josh Johnson could swing it. You saw where this offense of this team was going, and there's no doubt in my mind he's probably going to probably at least be the runner-up for MVP. I don't know. Well, who's going to beat him? I mean, it's only like Trout and maybe Altuve. Altuve is the only other guy right now that is putting up MVP. Still, I mean, he's not in the playoffs. Yeah, they're two games back. proven to be a playoff playoff award. If you're not in the playoffs, you're most likely not going to win the award. Yeah, and you're not in. It's sad, but it's a reality. It is, and it's also reality now in other in other sports too, in other in other leagues. Well, I think it matters yeah. a bit. Like you can't huh. you can't be just a a good player on a bad team. Yeah, because it's just your your achievements get o- kind of overshine what overshadowed by yeah. the failures of your team. Yeah. Exactly. So I think I guess we're kind of unanimously agreeing here that Donaldson oh, yeah. is the first half MVP of the American League. It's, yeah, who would you think is the NL? I mean, you can make a case between like Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant. Yeah, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a wild card out here. I think Daniel Murphy has oh, been fantastic. He's been. And awesome. I know New Yorkers, cool. my fellow New Yorkers, are gonna hate that I say that, but the guy's hitting almost 350. If I'm cor- if I'm correct, yeah, yeah, he's he's up there, man. Even you he's got almost 50, like... 50 RBIs, about 20, 20, uh, 20 home runs too. Yeah, which is uncharacteristic for him. He's not a big power 64 guy. 64 runs batted in, and batting 350. It helps when you hit behind Mike Trout or um, behind Bryce Harper. Sorry, doesn't he hit? Yeah. I believe he hits in front of him. No, uh, they've they've been switching it. He he started the year at the five hole and then he works into the three. They've been but kind still, of still. I place. mean, would anybody have ever expected Daniel Murphy as a leader for the NL MVP? No. Well, I still think it's going to be like an Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant. Just yeah. How well the Cubs are playing. Yeah. You, you, I mean, they've hit they've hit a little uh, run there, right? Where they played awful. The Cubs, yeah, yeah, I mean, but they're they, they got off to that torn start to the season. Like you can, you expect them to kind of have a bit of a decline after yeah. that. But they were on like a pace that rivaled the twenty seven. I kind of thought Yankees. they were a little overrated. Really, I am. They just don't have pitching. They're they're well. I they mean, got enough. Depth, I think it's their depth of pitching. If that's what you're you're saying, they, but they do have. I mean, a, they don't have a bullpen though. It's not bad. I not mean, that's what I'm referring to. They don't have a bullpen. They don't have a back of a rotation outside of Arietta and Lester. Uh, I mean, outside of that, they got Lackey and Hamill. I mean, outside of them, if Arietta's not 
literally undefeated, which he was last year. You got to give him credit for that. He's probably probably one of the best pitching runs ever in the history of baseball. Yeah, him yeah. and Kershaw. Uh, just the fact that he's come down. I believe his past two starts, he's let up about thirteen earned runs. He's gotten shelled the past couple of days, but. Uh, I mean, you can tell it. It really does hurt the psyche of the Cubs, who have really not played well. I mean, the rumor is that they've been trying to get some relief pitching from the Yankees, who are asking for a lot. So we'll see. Well, we'll see what happens. Because the that, Yankees but. have some pretty good relievers there. Yeah. So well, the Cubs farm system is stacked too. Like they have a lot of players that they could quite possibly part ways with. Like they have a first baseman who's blocked behind Anthony Rizzo. Wilson Contreras, the catcher, is at the big league level now. Like they they got players that they can move that are at premier positions in the league. So yeah. I think, and the Yankees need some young blood injected into their uh, their system there. And I think the Cubs will benefit from sure. the All Star break too. I, even though most of their players are playing in the All Star game, yeah. But uh, the entire infield is Cubs. So, I mean, they'll they'll benefit from having some days off, especially the pitching staff. So, I I I think the Cubs will be fine. I don't think Chicago fans will be too worried about it. But they'll find ways to be worse. Speaking of people that will benefit from the All Star break. One of them is definitely Marco Estrada. His back, it's been something he's been dealing with since spring training. He said he's got an injection. It's, it's been rough for him yeah. recently. Like He could barely pick up the ball in his last start against Cleveland. Watching him go out there was just, it was brutal to watch him labor through that. Are you guys at all concerned about his back injury? I'm concerned because they, they've used him quite a bit. Like the, the game, He's gone deep into a lot of games, so that's, it's, a lot, it's a big workload for him. Just looking at he actually doesn't lead the team. In innings pitch, which kind of surprises me, but he's been their workhorse this year. I mean, Strowman was supposed to be the ace of this staff. I would probably would do the debate that it's either Sanchez or Estrada that are the ace oh, of this question, staff. Without question, those two, yeah. So it, it concerns me whether or not how this is going to go later into the year, but the fact now that they can bring in a guy like Hutchison to give him some days off kind of alleviates that concern for me for a bit, but... Um. Yeah, back injuries are not something to be like to take. You have to take that seriously. You know, I, I think what how did he originally hurt it? I know there were rumors that it was like he was just fooling around a bit in spring training, and yeah, those were like the rumors, but they haven't really came up with a definitive answer as to how he hurt it. It's just been some of that's been nagging him since spring training. So yeah, and they didn't really give like he did have that break a little bit at the start of the season, but he was. I think just having this time now, just to kind of not, not pitch, be have some good time away. He'll go to he'll go to San Diego still. Mm-hmm. So, just as long as he doesn't do anything, that's I think just at this point rest. Make sure he doesn't his back doesn't just doesn't get too. Uh, I get, I'm trying to think of the word here, but try, not get too locked up. Well, yeah, I mean, you need him for the long haul. You don't need yeah. him just for the short term, right? That's the thing with him. That's the thing. Like I think that near the end of the season, they'll definitely give him some games, some starts off, like they kind of did with Price, where you'll pitch him, maybe give him a little extra rest, or you'll have someone start in his spot. So I think that's where the, where I think the Jays will be going, which kind of makes this whole Aaron Sanchez thing a little uh, interesting. What what's going to happen with him? That will be interesting to see if they shift into the bullpen. I know they keep saying. I mean, speaking of, speaking of that, what do you guys think of uh, Drew Hutchinson? Dude, he's been like he's been more than serviceable right now in terms of what he's doing in the majors. He was lights out with Buffalo all season. He wasn't getting the run support there, no. but he was pitching very well. I think he's somebody who can actually be dependent on for us in the second half. I don't want him in the bullpen. No, he's, he he's not a no. guy where he can throw in for an inning or two. He needs 
he needs the reps. He needs the innings to get himself going. I don't have an issue with him starting. I was a little, a little disappointed that they traded LeBlanc from from the Buffalo because he was actually doing really well there. So they would have had at least another option if Hudson, for some reason, faltered or got injured. Well, they'll bring up a guy like Chris LaRue if they need to. That's why he started yeah. starting. Pat Vendetti's been starting recently in Buffalo. So they'll use guys like that. Yeah, but no, I, I, I well, looking at the stats right now, I mean, Hutchinson's pitched 12, almost 13 innings, uh, 12 strikeouts. So, I mean, he's not – we don't really need him to strike guys. I would just have to just keep – keep the runs down and he has done that uh he has let some bombs go though which i mean it's not too concerning but it's not something you want to see over time you don't want to you just don't want to see him get roughed up and then lose his confidence because it was really tough for him to go down he lives and dies off that slider right like last year his slider it's all about the vertical movement with the slider he throws yeah last year he was averaging maybe like two inches on it which is nothing when he had that really good season it was three to four inches on his slider like Brooks Baseball does a great job of tracking all that stuff so you can see how much movement he's getting on it. When that slider moves, it's very hard to hit him. When it doesn't, you just sit on his fastball. And that's what was killing him last year and ended up getting him demoted pretty much. Hopefully they keep working on that with him in AAA. So. It's looked better recently since he's had his two starts up here with the Jays. I know one was a spot start this year, but it's looked a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have any problems if they have to go with Hutchinson. I know some people were a little, little nervous with him going into that game, but... I think he kind of silenced those critics after that after that performance against the Tigers, who are not exactly an easy team no. to go up against. Especially Miggy, man. Miggy's just still the best hitter in baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think uh, I think somebody uh, posted on Twitter. Somebody mentioned that they went to the kids' hospital, and they and they told Justin Smoke, "You strike out too much. We want Miggy <laughs> to be playing in your position instead." I'd love that, man, if Miggy played on this team. Holy crap. Oh, that would just be... Like, I like I think if I'm an opposing pitcher, I'd just give up. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't pitch to them, actually, now I think about it. You couldn't. You could not pitch to that. You, like, you, can't, you intentionally walk Bautista, you intentionally try to walk Donaldson and Canarcion, and then you bring in a guy like Miggy to, to clean that up. Not good. Okay, let's kind of encapsulate the first half here. Biggest surprise so far on the Blue Jays in the first half of this season has been who? Or even it has been something like it's been what? It's been Aaron Sanchez by far for me. Yeah, I mean, fourteen quality starts and eighteen starts. I mean, leads the team in strikeouts. He has one hundred and three strikeouts. I don't think anybody could have predicted him being an not only uh, a great pitcher for them, but being an absolute star. Yeah, he's been an ace. Yeah, he has been an ace easily, easily an ace. Not only an ace, probably one of the best aces in the American League. I mean, it was obviously made by him making the All-Star team, which was which was well-deserved for him, too. Very much so. What about Jay Happ? Jay Happ, I think, has been a big yeah. surprise. Oh, for sure. And not just the record. I mean, the strikeouts he's racking up right now recently. Well, especially the recent games, too. Yeah, the recent games have been high, man. And you look at – he's just – He's been steady all year, and I expected him to kind of be steady but get roughed up here and there, you know, just like three, four runs a night, but he's been really good. He's had some games where he's been roughed up, but that's also because the team has not played well. But I I hated when people were getting upset about the the Jays signing him. Like, don't critique a signing until you actually see the guy pitch. I know he pitched with the team before, but he's a different pitcher than what he was before. Way different. I think we should thank the Pittsburgh Pirates for that because they whatever they did there has totally turned himself around. So, yeah, J-Hap has been 
he at least gives you a reliable option with Estrada. I mean, between there's really only four, three or four pitch I would deem reliable. Ari Dickey is not one of them. So it, when you go into the playoffs and you're trying to figure out that roster, you're definitely having Hap, Estrada, Sanchez, Stroman. Like, that would should be the rotation, but obviously with Sanchez, they're going to have to make a call on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, with Jay Hap, they call it the, the Ray Searage effect. Ray Searage is, uh, for those who don't know, is the pitching coach for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. He's the man that's made a, a lot of people a lot of money. Tons of uh, I mean, Tons. he's the guy that just – Every pitcher goes in and he, he tweaks something within their pitching uh, pitching uh, arm and, and he just makes them that much better. So yeah, the, new Leo I mean, the guy worked out wonders for the Jays. They've been lucky enough to to reap the benefits of, of Ray Searage just making Jay happen to not only a quality pitcher but arguably a top two pitcher in, in all of the American League. Do you yeah. think he can win twenty games? He's in the. He's yeah. legitimately in the Cy Young voting. He, he's already got twelve wins. He, he leads the team. He runs yeah. I mean, twenty wins I, is I not read, a question. I read no. that was the most wins by a Jays pitcher since Roger Clemens. Damn. God damn, that's a lot. That is a lot. Um. Yeah. I mean, Jay. I twenty wins should definitely do it. I think he may be the only one that gets the twenty wins. Yeah. I mean, if he keeps getting run support, like yeah, twenty wins is not out of the question for Jay Happ here. Yeah, I mean, and his his ERA is is what you expect at your middle middle uh, starter. I mean, obviously, with uh, Estrada and Sanchez having an ERA over under three makes it a little bit better. So yeah, Hap has been he has probably been one of the bigger surprises in the in the rotation. I knew he was gonna be he was gonna be a good option. I didn't think he was gonna be a great option. Like that's what I think he is. I didn't expect this whole rotation to be as good as it is. It's been among the best in baseball. I think it's just the confidence of the guys that are batting in this lineup gives them a little more confidence to pitch the way that they want to. And Russell Martin, I think, makes a huge difference. Like, a healthy Russell Martin, no less. Yeah, I mean, Russell Martin was key, I think, with uh, with Sanchez last year as a starter where he was telling him, you need to pitch this way because you need to pl- pitch to your strengths. And obviously the offense is going to pick it, pick it up for – a pitcher when he's not doing well. They yeah. try. Yeah. They try. They haven't been. They didn't really do it at the beginning of the year. Where like, no, there was a time in the game where it didn't work out well. But I think I think it's confident to say that this pitching staff enjoys being a part of this uh, this offense, who's been racking up runs. Well, think about this: for twenty eight million dollars, they've got Marco Estrada and Jay Hat, and people want us to throw thirty million dollars at David Price, which I understand, but I think we got better value. Yeah, no, I, I I never believed in putting all your eggs in one basket. It should it ne- doesn't really work in most sports. You need you need to build a complete team. You need to spread the wealth around. I mean, Jake, I think you I think we can all agree in hockey that's been some teams' problems with the whole salary cap. NBA, you could probably make that argument, although they have a little more money to shell out. So I I, I think it's. I think it's safe to say the Jays have gone really good value. So they've gone a real good Cleveland uh, approach for Mark Shapiro, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, who's been the biggest disappointment of the first half? It could be a player. It could be even a, a unit on this team. What's been the biggest this, disappointment? This one's easy for me, and it's not really fair for me to say it, but I, I think it's got to be Chris Colabello. Oh. 
yeah. yeah, getting busted. That he, was pretty disappointing, actually. Man, they've re- that story has really gone silent, except for recently when he was on uh, TSN, that uh, Landsberg and Naylor show. Wow, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Yeah, not that you mentioned that's a good one. But Jake, why is the disappointment? Obviously, you probably know why. But what's the maybe you have a little more to say about that? Yeah, I mean, for me, the guy last year hit. I think he hit almost 325 last year and mm-hmm. was just an astounding story. He was the guy that came off the bench and got you that that pinch hit that you needed. And I mean, obviously, it's it's not that we're missing that nowadays. They got they're lucky enough to get a guy like uh, Ezekiel Carrera who can come off the bench and is filled in for Jose Batista and gotten that timely hit and even started and played incredibly well. But I mean, uh, just the fact that he's gone from a guy that was so valuable on a playoff team to literally just being nowhere is impressive to me. It's impressively sad. Sorry. Yeah. And I mean, there was a contract. Those are the guys that you cheer for and just for them to be caught that way is, is uh, it's sad. Uh, Let's see for me, my disappointment, there's actually two. One is kind of just the start that Marcus Stroman has had. This little, you know, because he, he changed his pitching mechanics a little bit going into the season, and then he's kind of had to make some adjustments. He's He's been better, but considering that he had an over-5 ERA for a lot, of, a lot of the season, didn't really give me a – I didn't really feel too confident about that. I mean, he's still Marcus Schoen. He's not going to show frustration, although he did have some frustrating moments. But that was probably one. But the other one probably has to be Jose Bautista. And the fact that this season, there was so much talk about the contract, so much talk about how he felt like he gave this team a hometown discount. A lot of hype. Not only, uh, obviously the injury was tough because it really wasn't his, like that was not something like any other player could get that type of injury. But he was really struggling before that injury. Like obviously he still, you know, he had 12 home runs, which is not terrible. But we expect more from Jose Bautista, especially the fact that he has a, has a 230 average. His arm base percentage is what is is do not doing too bad considering he gets walks. But I expect a lot more from Jose Bautista. Yeah, his OBP is pretty good for it's standard. I, Bautista. I do give him credit for uh, for being the guy to just go and be the leadoff hitter. Yeah. yeah, I do give him credit for that. But I think that was just like the team needed something, and he, I think he was also looking for a spark himself. Well, that's kind of where this change started for the Jays, where they just got really hot from then on. Yeah. I just hope I, – I honestly don't want to see him back in that leadoff spot now. Well, here's something that I think they might do when he does come back is they may shift him to first base. He's always said he's open to playing first base. That would take Justin Smoke out and put him on the bench as a switch hitter, defensive replacement, and leave Ezekiel Carrera out in right field. And mm-hmm. then use him as a true leadoff hitter and then just kind of fit Bautista in somewhere there, maybe as oh. like a four hitter. Yeah, I would. I would probably say that shift kind of either shift people down. Yep. Like you could keep EE at three, or you could even move him to four, and then put Bautista at three, and then just kind of build your lineup off of that. Yeah, I'm just wondering how Ezekiel Carrera has actually probably been one of the bigger surprises too. Yeah, he's played very well in Bautista's absence. I mean, yeah. hitting over 300, stealing bags. He gives them that kind of you know contact speed approach that they were looking for up top. That a lot of fans were mm-hmm. pissed off when Ben Revere left. Ezekiel yeah. Carrera has kind of became this poor man's Ben Revere for us, which is really nice to see. And he's got a better arm than he does in the outfield, too. Yeah, and his, his, his fielding skills has improved 
Oh, from last year. Yeah, that that throw that he had against the Tigers was it yesterday or the or the day before yesterday. was uh, was a yeah. bullet. Yeah, it was a gun. For me, the biggest disappointment. It's pretty simple for me. It's Drew Storen. Oh, he yeah. came in here That's... and he's just been a tire fire. A lot of the bullpen at the beginning of the year was just a tire fire to begin. A lot of home runs were given up. A lot of late leads were being blown. It makes you kind of wonder how much more wins this Jays team could have if their bullpen was better. But Drew Storen kind of summed that all up. He came in here with a lot of hype. When we traded Ben Revere for him, we thought, okay, this is the eighth inning guy that can get the ball to Asuna. Great strikeouts. Fangraphs, his slider was second best in all of baseball last year next to Clayton Kershaw. So that tells you how well he was throwing the ball. Then he comes here, and it's just it's been a disaster. And I don't know if he's going to turn around. He slowly has been, but yeah. I don't know if we'll get to the same level that we saw last year. I still think I make that trade when you can get a guy yeah, who's had sure. that career, those career highlights that Storin has. I think the one issue is probably his velocity has gone down. Yep, he's moved over to the American League, which, as we all know, is the better hitting league, especially the AL East. So I think the adjustment period is what he needs right now to get react, get acclimated with the with the American League. I'm so. I mean, obviously the. We can. There's still time for him to get things turned around. It's not going to be. I don't expect him to be thrown right back into the eighth inning setup role unless he's goes through this drastic turnaround. But yeah, I, I am a bit disappointed because they've had to like move guys around, put Jesse Chavez and Gavin Floyd into the eighth spot. Joe B. Genie has had to do that. I Brett Cecil looks like he's turning himself around after that that DL stint. So that's that at least gives us a chance to put Storin in a in a situation where he doesn't have to do too much right now. But I do think they were a little quick to give the guy the eighth inning job. Maybe they should have started him off slower. Well, I mean, Drew Storm was a shutdown closer for the Nationals last year before they got Jonathan Papelbum, and I can't stand him. But then they moved into the eighth inning, and he wasn't happy. And that kind of was where the downward spiral started for him. Yeah. But before that, I mean, this, that kind of just lights out. his uh, confidence. Yeah, it does. Then he was pretty pumped to come to Toronto. I mean, he was on Twitter. He was everywhere saying, can't wait to come here. And it just sounded like nothing but positive things. Then he got here, and it's just been bad. Could be worse, though. I mean, the Jays at least have had to had Roberto Suna <coughs> as their closer, which kind of helps them. Because if they didn't have Osuna, like, this would this would be a big issue. Probably a huge issue. Yeah, it would be a huge issue. So at least there's that. Gavin Floyd was able to go into that role. They've at least had uh, guys who have been able to step in. It's not like they've had they've had to throw Storin out so much. Like it's not like that's the only option they had. So luckily that hasn't been too much of an issue. But yeah, I'd really like to see him turn things around because then that way the Jays don't have to go out and get a bullpen guy. Because that would save them a lot. What do you I guys... wouldn't uh, wouldn't hold uh, hold my hat for that one. Yeah, hold your breath. You mean? What do you Pardon guys? Me? Hold your breath. You mean? Yeah, hold my breath. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. The English and major in me. <laughs> what do you guys think they need to, to add in the second half here at the trade deadline? Definitely pitching. Uh, yeah, what, either, what... either a starter or a bullpen arm. Based on where um, Sanchez goes, I mean, I'm hoping he stays in the bullpen. Or right. in the bullpen. In, in, the, the in the rotation. But if he has to go to the bullpen, then I would want to get either uh, an extra arm or a guy that can either – either do long relief or be a starter like one of those guys like a marco estrada obviously we're not going to catch fire no. with estrada again but a guy along those lines like a gavin floyd who is uh versatile enough to do both things mm-hmm. 
I was just pulling up a little article to show Chris, and he quickly gave me the, the no cut, cuts. But uh, they don't have the prospect depth for a guy like Sonny Gray. See, the thing is, yeah, everyone's talking Sonny about Sonny Gray. I heard that on the radio actually. They heard, yeah, Sonny Gray. They're also re- maybe revisiting Jay Bruce again because I, I, because I think they're preparing for Bautista to leave, and they do need a bat to replace him. Why do they need I a should, bat to replace I would him? Well, I mean, this offense is good, but you don't want to... Well, look who's coming up, yeah. right? they got a surplus outfielders coming up as prospects. Anthony Alford, Roddy still Talese. trying to win a title. Yeah. No, I understand that part. You want to win but... a title, just go overboard with it. Well, if if you're trying to do that, then in your ownership, you might as well spend the money. Yeah. And if they don't want to spend the money, and they're willing to kind of scale back a bit and stay on this budget, mm-hmm. it's going to have to be a young kid coming in. Yeah. Just to stay in the financial aspect of it, right? It's It's the... Sad part of it, but unless they're willing to spend money, it's going to be a kid that replaces them because they don't want to spend. The thing with pitching is, is, is it's probably the one thing that other teams can leverage high on. We got leveraged high when we went after David Price. We gave up. I know we didn't we didn't give up too much, but I would have rather kept some of those guys around. I think it was pretty good as long as they don't give up Connor Green at this yeah. trade deadline. I feel like that'll be a win for them. That's the thing. I, yeah. But the one thing I'd like about Shapiro is he values. That development system. Yep. So at least we know he's not going to just trade, trade the farm just to get better now. But I do think one or two upgrades, either the starting rotation, if they want to move Sanchez down to the bullpen, you have to replace him. Because he's a guy that you can't just, I mean, they could probably put Hutchinson, but you want, I think, a better option. Considering what they would be losing in Sanchez in the starting rotation. And... Either that, or you keep Sanchez in the bullpen, you find a guy, or you keep Sanchez in the rotation, you find a guy in the bullpen that can help Osuna in the 8th and the ninth. Well, considering that there's almost every team in baseball, when it gets to the trade deadline and you're trying to make yeah. a playoff run, you want to improve your bullpen, right? So the bullpen arms are always expensive to acquire. It's actually cheaper to acquire a starter than it is a bullpen guy. Yeah. So maybe the Jays... It, I hate to like harp on this, but it really depends on what ownership wants to do in terms of spending money. If they want to spend money, I could see them going on and getting a starter who's on an expiring contract. Yeah. As opposed to somebody that they have to commit term to long term and pay a reliever and just kind of part ways of prospect depth that they don't have. Any ideas? Who would you have in mind with that? That's the thing. I'd have to go look like and actually look at who's coming up that's a free agent. Maybe they could go and go to like San Diego and try and get like a Tyson Ross, somebody who's got some control. Um, or a Cashner or something, yeah. Yeah, like somebody like that. Like it's got to be somebody who's still got arbitration years left or is about to be a UFA. Yeah, I mean the Yankees are, are looking to move some guys, but they're not going to trade within the division unless the guy's on yeah. an expiring deal. Well, I mean, if you if you go to the Yankees, what are you really going to give up as the Blue Jays to get yeah. an Andrew Miller or an Aroldis Chapman? That's the thing. I mean, considering what they're asking from from the Cubs is Javier Baez for Andrew Miller, I would take a hard pass. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Well, I was kind of wishing they would have went and got a guy like Brad Ziegler. I know the Red Sox acquired him the other day, but he's always been lights out with that funky delivery. He's been real good, and it's just like I feel like he's somebody that they could have got for cheap. Well, and you know, again, what? I, again, I don't yeah. know a lot about uh, uh, who the prospects were that were exchanged, but they had to have been good prospects. Yeah. But another, you know what? I think the only way you're going to do this is you go to teams that are really struggling. One of them is the Atlanta Braves. You got Jason Grilly from them. He's been, he's been pretty good for them. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd look if, at the Reds too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think the I think the Braves and the Reds and the Padres are the three teams 
you look at. Obviously, every other team is going to try to do the same. But, I mean, we're looking here, and you got, like, uh, Julio Tehran. I think that's how you Yeah, Julio Tehran. Julio The thing with him, though, is you look at what they got last year from Arizona in the Shelby Miller deal, who's been yeah. an absolute abomination in Arizona. They, they got, got Dansby Swanson. Yeah, Danby Swanson. And they're <laughs> yeah. in Ciarte. Yeah. Like, they got a lot of pieces for a guy that was kind of on the fence. I think they're going to expect a similar package for Teheron. That's the thing, yeah. And so. I, the Jays, I think the Jays kind of used up one of those when they did the price deal. And yeah. when they did I the Hachula deal. I actually think uh, that Vizcaino would, would actually go with Teheron. I think they're a package deal because they could just... They could get so much back from that. I mean, Vizcaino is one of those uh, back-end bullpen arms that's lights out. He throws, He's the closer geez, for the Braves man. now. Yeah, he throws fire. Throws high 90s, uh, wipeout slider. I mean, obviously that's a player that you'd like to get, but I, I think they're holding out for a massive package, and I think they'll get it too. Yeah, yeah. a lot of teams are going to overpay for bullpen arms, especially those I think like a team like the Red Sox. Yeah, well, I think a team like the Astros, they're loaded with prospect depth, right? Um, well, the Jays were looking, they looking got at, gutted, at the Astros, though. too. The Jays the were looking. did get gutted yeah. with yeah. that uh, trade with the Phillies. They gave up uh, Vince Velasquez. Oh, yeah, they gave up a lot for him. I yeah, mean, even Mark Appel, too, who was a former number one overall pick. He's been a bust, but that's still a former number one overall pick. That's got to hold some value. Yeah, they, there are teams that have the prospect system. I mean, everyone was talking about like the Dodgers – well, the Cubs. The Cubs still oh, have the Cubs best prospect too. system. I think that. See, I, I, think, I think that was the Dodgers. It depends where you go. The Dodgers I mean, have probably. They, they were saying like one of the better pitching prospects. Oh yeah, goal. no doubt yeah, they, they do. They got the yeah. international talent. That's what it is. I mean, they're yeah. They, they got they a bunch a... of Cubans and stuff like that. Dominicans as well. Yeah. Because they just poach them and they sign them. Yeah, which actually they're starting to make changes to now with the international pool of money. That the Jays yeah. spent all their international Luckily, pool of money. The rest of the league. Well, yeah, was, yeah they spent it on uh, Vladdy. Yeah, Vladdy. Well, it's a good choice for them, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, though, he's so young that he's literally four or five years away from being the Vladimir Guerrero we're all expecting, right? Yeah, I mean, he's but only he... 18 or well, 17. It's actually a good thing, though, because you don't know where this team is going to be in about four or five years with some of like their older players, like Edwin, like Jose. Yeah. So they will need a guy like Vladdy to come in. I mean, Donaldson will probably still be here, at least, to lead the team. Should and... be. He, he's due for a big deal after next season. Yes. The Jays Huge. were lucky to get what they got from right now. Well, the interesting part about the Jays... got a two-year deal, correct? Yeah. Two-year deal. The so. interesting thing about them is that if you go Donaldson, Tulowitzki, Martin, and let's say you add in Encarnacion and Bautista on just roughly $20 million a year, they're going to have over $100 million in payroll tied up to five players. That's, and that's, that's a lot of money. And that's why I think they're preparing for a future without Bautista. Because you're going to cut one. I mean, it's probably going to be him. Although Jay's fans will be heartbroken if that happens, so will he. He loves. Yeah, I Toronto. wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't. I, I mean, I think the way he's just handled it has been. I mean, obviously he deserves he deserves the money, but I mean, just just going out and saying that he's taken a hometown discount and still gotten fifteen million dollars when the organization took a huge risk signing him to that deal, knowing that he had nothing but one big season. I mean. I mean, I thought it was a great deal for the Jays, and it was also a great deal for him at the yeah. time. Yeah, they've the... been lucky enough for him to exceed that contract. But I mean, you can't invest that money into. You can't be giving out Kobe Bryant lifetime contracts. No, no. Uh, just just completely crippling a team for a couple of years just because a guy no. has some good memories to him. I mean, that's something that smart management doesn't do, and I I don't expect them to uh, to 
to give him a, a big time deal based on what he's done and how he's been for the city. Well, do you think maybe if he pulled the? I know you're gonna hate me for doing saying this, but if he did what Steven Stamkos did in Tampa Bay and take less money to stay with the team, would would that change uh, your mind? It's a term. It would have to it's be significantly less. Yeah. And I turn, also have to be about four. Maybe he wants, I think, four or five years. I would do one, maybe yeah. two year option. He's not going to do Team one off. year. It's got to be two. It has to be two so to three years. It doesn't work. I would be. I would go no more than three. Three seventy five. I wouldn't even load do with, three. Loaded with bonuses. Well, I think there was. Yeah, there, I think that's what Jeff Blair was saying. Was the three, three years, seventy five million dollars. That way, he's he's getting a he's getting a pay raise, for but he's not. He's not getting the. I, I just don't. I don't know if teams are going to want to give that total commitment. I know he's a great hitter, but his his health is not something teams are going to want to. As of recently, though, he's been extremely healthy. Yeah. I think Jake yeah. brought up an interesting parallel though when he was trying to say the Kobe Bryant part there. Yeah, look at what the Miami Heat just did by letting Dwayne Wade walk. There's no mm-hmm. way Pat Riley was trying to lowball him and got caught with his pants down. This is Pat Riley, one of the most smartest guys in all sports. I think he he just saw what the Lakers have with Kobe and how they handcuffed their franchise for three years to do this yeah. huge retirement party. And he said, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that with Dwayne Wade. I still want to win. Maybe the Jays, if they're that concerned about Bautista's health and you know if he's worth the money going forward, maybe they go a similar route. And they kind yeah. of do what Riley did. And just you got to know smart businesses know when to cut assets. And that's why they brought Shapiro around because if it was Anthopolis still here, that would be a much harder decision to make. But Shapiro is not... In, emotionally invest in this team like no. Anthopolis was. Yeah. He's a very smart business person. Jays fans may not think so, but... Well, he was offered NFL jobs. I mean, the Cleveland Browns were trying to get him to come, so... Yeah, so... I mean, they, they also offered me a three-year deal, so... That doesn't really <laughs> <mean>. <laughs> oh, the Browns. How we can laugh at their expense is just great. Um, yeah. At least they got the Cavs for a year. Yeah, for a year until for Golden year. State comes in. Until, go- until oh. Golden State wins the next ten. <laughs> the next ten. The next. I don't think they have Durant for that long, though. <laughs> oh, they'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, they'll pick up something. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Atkins and Shapiro seem to know what they 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 seem they have a good vision of what this team needs to do. I think a lot of it's going to be spent on re getting that prospect pull up, getting that development system back up. Um, I think another smart business decision would be would be signing Aaron Sanchez to a long term deal now. Yes, do it now. <laughs> do it now. Definitely get it over with. You'll save yourself a lot of money in the long mm-hmm. run. Yeah, no, that's a good point too. I think we should close it off here, guys. With where do you think the Blue Jays will finish at the end of the season? You can throw out a record prediction here. Playoffs, yes or no? And we'll leave it at that. Ooh. Uh, def- I think they win the division. Yeah, I do. I think so as well. That's where I have it. Winning the division. I'd say anywhere from like 93 to 96 wins yeah. to boot. I was going to say about 94, 95. They'll probably win the division by at least two, three games. I think Baltimore and Boston will keep it close. But when you look at the way that this team, like this team doesn't need to make huge significant upgrades like the Boston Red Sox or the Baltimore Orioles need to make. That way, this team chemistry is really good. I don't know how I'm strong. I'm just not a believer in the Orioles at all. I mean, they're starting. Their pitching is not 
Like we're it's looking, awful. Yeah, they're they're almost like their what opening the, day starter has a seven yeah. ERA. Well, they're a almost like what the Jays were garbage. last year. They were almost like what the Jays had last year, where their starting pitching wasn't really good, but their offense was carrying them. So yeah, I, and all they do is hit home runs, though. Well, yeah. Well, you got three three guys who can mash them, so that's that's the main reason why. But yeah, I think the Jays have the right balance in pitching and hitting to get them to the top. I mean, Boston could just make a move by selling off a lot of prospects. Yeah. Um, I think they're the second best team in the American League right now behind Texas. Houston, uh, not Houston, Texas. Yeah. Well, there's 71 games left. They're yeah. at 51 wins now. Yeah. If they go 40 and 31, that puts them at 91 wins. And 40 and 31, I think, is a bit modest for this team. Yeah. I feel like we could even jack that up to... Uh, Forty-four and what twenty-eight? They, like, yeah. They've been some enough. like they've been some really good teams. Like that Indian series, you probably could have. They could have probably won that game that went to the nineteenth inning if yep. Encarnacion or Martin weren't ejected for very stupid reasons. Um, well, the Indians were the hottest team in baseball yeah. in that series, and the, their pitching is like is probably the best pitching in baseball. One of the best pitching in baseball. In terms of starting rotation, yeah, I think it's the best in baseball right now. They're starting rotation, and you kind of see that now with the Jays, how they're building that up too, kind of where Shapiro coming in. So, well, that'll take time. I mean, like they yeah. they groomed Kluber, Salazar, Carrasco, yeah. even Trevor Bauer to a certain extent. Like they groomed those guys, and it, it took some time. So it's going to take time with this team, but yeah, I mean, the good thing is the Jays don't have to go out and spend a lot at this trade at at the trade deadline, but I do think it would benefit them to at least give them a little bit of help. Yeah. I think they're one of the few teams without significant holes on their yeah. roster. I mean, there's significant holes on Baltimore and Boston and and even Cleveland. I mean, yeah. Cleveland, I don't think they have the horses to to bat in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't so, think so either. I mean, I think Texas is ready to go. I think they're not missing much. I mean, hopefully, because I hate Texas, they run into some sort of skid and the Astros overtake them because I think we'd better match up with the Astros over the Texans, or Texans, uh, over the Rangers, but you never know. How awesome would a Texas-Toronto ALCS be? That would be that fantastic. Would be, that would be nerve-wracking, but fun. Oh, oh yeah. I can't wait for that. That would That's be exactly what I, I want. I don't want to play. I'd rather yeah. play Boston or Baltimore in the ALCS, but... That would be fun. Hey, uh, it's just it would just be fun to be there. Seven game series. I feel like that would just go all the way. Hamels Sanchez, if Sanchez is still there, even like Hamels Estrada, just oh, it'd be yeah. a lot of fun to watch. Well, who, and who knows what's happening with you, Darvish? Yeah, with with the if Rangers too. If if the te- if the Rangers lose you, Darvish, then you have a better chance than with with him in the lineup. Yeah, that is true. Well, on that note, guys, I think we'll wrap this up here. As always, you can subscribe to us on iTunes at Tip of the Tower. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tip of the Tower. If you'd like to reach out to myself, you can reach me on Twitter at Crystal Cranitz. If you want to reach Dave Morissuti, you can reach him at D underscore Morissuti. If you want to reach Jake, you can reach him at JakeMilton12. Thank you for listening, and have a good night, guys. Take care.
Pitch on the way, a swing and a belt. Left field, way back. Blue Jays win. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. As Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning, and the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch a ball, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.